It's Matt from Z93's Morning After, and I am happy, honored to be joined on the phone this morning by the one, the only, and I hope I get this right, J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E-T-T, Jeff Jarrett. Good morning. Good morning, Matt. I appreciate you having me on. You know, back in the day, I used to say world's greatest singer after I spelled my name, world's greatest singer, world's greatest entertainer, and world's greatest wrestler. But I guess nowadays, I can just sort of add into that as opposed to world's greatest wrestler world's greatest podcaster. Will that work for you, Matt? I, I, I think that works for me. Yeah, you've got a brand new <laughs> podcast. The first episode dropped on Tuesday. It's called My World with Jeff Jarrett. The first episode's available now. Yes, uh, I guess you could say I, I, I'm in the family here at Cumulus. Uh, so I am very excited. You know, it's uh, I've, I've thought off and on over the last couple of years, Matt. I, I've been approached by several different people, but uh, Conrad Thompson, who has a... Uh, a family of podcasts, so to speak, or maybe uh, more appropriate in the world of wrestling, a faction of podcasts from Jim Ross to Kurt Angle to Eric Bischoff, Tony Schiavone, Arn Anderson. We, we they, you know, Conrad has really gotten into this business, uh, and, and I'll say this, he does it right. Uh, so I'm excited to be joining the team on the one hand. A lot of folks have been saying uh, as the build-up to this, and I've done a PR tour basically uh, – from my home here in uh, Hendersonville, Tennessee, but talk to folks from Australia to London and all points in between talking about the podcast. So uh, you being in the media world and, and you guys are, are well aware that, uh, you know, everything's on demand. Um, it's the streaming. It's the way everyone consumes their media nowadays is, in a lot of ways, radically changed, television included, Netflix, Hulu, uh, all, all that kind of stuff. So I, I'm excited to, to jump in and um, – just last month of April, celebrated 35 years uh, in the uh, professional wrestling industry. So I'll say that I have, uh, Matt, a few stories to tell. I'll just <laughs> leave it at that. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, when you've been in the business for 35 years, I mean, your professional wrestling career began back in the late 80s. You joined up with your dad's promotion. Growing up, did you did you know you were going to be in the wrestling business? Did you ever think you'd go away from the family business? You know, I've, I'm one of five kids. And I'm the only one in the industry, the only one that really ever got into the industry uh, on a full-time basis. So I was a, before I was a wrestling promoter or a wrestling, uh, uh, an in-ring performer, I was a wrestling fan. So growing up, I loved it, I breathed it, ate it, slept it, slept it, drank it, the whole, the whole deal. And it's something that I, I just, not just the in-ring component of it, but I love the marketing side of it, the production side of it, uh, the merchandise side of it. So as a kid, uh, in the summers, me getting to go to, and I travel with my grandmother, who, who didn't wrestle, but she did everything but wrestle in this industry. But I, uh, I literally would go to her to the these small towns in Kentucky and Tennessee and Arkansas and Indiana, southern Indiana, and we would promote high school gyms and armories and just the local shows. And so I was involved in every aspect of the industry outside of the ring. So, yes, growing up, I loved it and was really fascinated as a young kid. You know, other kids, uh, to make side money, would, would, you know, cut lawns or whatever it is uh, that teenagers do. But I, I would go on the road and sell popcorns and Cokes and wrestling programs. So uh, I've loved it from a very early age. Joined on the phone by Jeff Jarrett. My World with Jeff Jarrett is brand-new podcast, first episode dropping this week. So you go out, you learn the business early on, you get into the ring, you start paying your dues, CWA, AWA, CWF, USWA. The list goes on and on. You wrestled at a whole bunch of different promotions. And then you get the call to join 
at the time was the WWF. Do you remember like getting that call and kind of getting the call up to the big leagues, so to speak? Well, uh, to, to, to give you the, the short version, I, I absolutely do remember. But in, in 1990, WCW approached me about, quote unquote, going to the big leagues. And my father, who obviously is a promoter and knew the industry and has that, he wasn't uh, he, he just didn't think I was ready. Uh, to take that step. And so, man, as a young kid, early 20s, of course I wanted to take that step and start making more money and everything that went with it. But my father and the McMahon family go back, you know, to the the 70s. Vince's father and my father were peers. And so knowing, you know, the family and and then uh, we worked together a little bit in 90, 92. But in 93, when I did, quote, unquote, get the official call, I was really excited and really ready, and, and what a stage to step onto in, you know, in, in the WWF in 93 and getting to wrestle in Madison Square Garden or back in those days, the Los Angeles Forum or over in London. So, yeah, it was, it's been a wild ride, so to speak. When you walk into the WWF locker room for the first time, do you remember being starstruck at all? Because that was a time it was Hogan, it was Ric Flair, it was the Macho Man, the Million Dollar Man, Mr. Perfect. All these guys are there, and you're walking in as a fresh-faced, you know, coming in. I mean, you've been around the business for quite some time, but maybe you're meeting these guys for the first time. Were you starstruck at all? No. <laughs> I, I, I would uh, – I, I just came to – you know, I was – look, Randy Savage and my father did business together. Hulk Hogan – came in the Memphis area, he wrestled here. So there really wasn't anybody, quote-unquote, new uh, that was in a main event slot. I'd worked with Bret Hart uh, down in Memphis. Kurt Henning had come in. Uh, j- just so all the different talent was was there, I, I was aware, if not friends with, uh, knew someone who was tied with them. So, so I really wasn't. Uh, the thing that really excited me was, you know, I had grown up in, in my, like you said, my father's territory, and it's a, basically a seven-state region here in the southeast. But to step on that stage and, you know, get your stack of plane tickets and know that you're going to be in Hawaii, San Francisco, and, and, and then Las Vegas, and then fly to the East Coast or the Carolinas or up north. And then, you know, back in those days, twice a year, we would go overseas and do our Europe tours. So it was really, truly the first time I ever traveled the globe. And, and that was uh, quite a, a cultural shock, I'll say. So in the early 90s, you make your debut as Double J Jeff Jarrett. I was watching, there's a new show on A&E. It's WWE's Most Wanted Treasures. They talked about, you know, some early gimmicks and how the, the performers, the wrestlers get to sort of have a say in their gimmicks when they're sort of starting out. How much of a say did you have in the character in Double J and what you were going to do when you made your debut in the WWF? Well, in, in this, uh, in my home area, I was the, uh, we'll call it the good guy, the baby face. And, and so taking on a heel persona and, and, and Vince basically crafting. And look, I'm from Music City. I'm from Nashville. Country music is a passion of mine and always has been. Uh, so, so it was really just playing, quote unquote, playing uh, an extension of my personality. And so there was a collaboration, but, but Vince, you know, in my name with the two F's and two J's and two R's and two T's and the double. And so it just sort of rolled off the tongue, and, and he really crystallized, spell your name, spell your name. And, and that's one of those things of his brilliance that he sees a little something that he can pull out of, of, of any performer, and then he amplifies it, promotes it, crafts it and then you just carry on and then you know at, at some point each talent has to really make it their own and so that's 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 what happened and um, you know when I look back on it and and 
to tie it into the podcast and, and Conrad, my partner, he, he's very curious in those early stages uh, of the development just to pull out everything. So lots of stories to draw from. Uh, in the early, or I'll say, in the early stages of Double J's career, and I've got to ask. I mean, as as a guy who grew up watching you on TV and seeing you with the guitar, El Cabong, whose idea was it to involve the guitar in such a way that you're not just? I mean, it's not just a musical instrument. You're now using it as part of your repertoire, so to speak. Well, you know, in our business, especially back in the Attitude Era, there was, cha- you know. Uh, tables and uh, steel chairs and any kind of weapon you could find. The guitars just sort of fit, obviously, with the music persona, uh, but also you could crack it over somebody's head. He was really just a natural. And, and look, I'm not the first one. You know, Honky Tonk Man uh, back in the 80s, he had it. I mean, there's been different characters throughout, you know, wrestling, that whether it's a cane or a guitar, uh, what, whatever it is, uh, a kendo stick. But the guitar just really stuck, and, you know, through the years, people who've taken the guitar shot aren't, aren't always traditional performers, whether it be uh, Beetlejuice of Howard Stern fame or Gary Coleman um, of Different Strokes fame or, you know, at, at one time I had a 72, 72-year-old woman, the toughest woman wrestler of all time, the fabulous Moolah. So uh, there's been quite a few guitar shots over the years, I'll, I'll say that. Joined on the phone by Jeff Jarrett, My World with Jeff Jarrett, his brand new podcast, first episode dropping this week. And I assume, Jeff, as you go through the podcast, you probably talk about some of those classic rivalries, some of those classic matches. I mean, when people point back to the career of Jeff Jarrett, so many memorable matches. I'm thinking, you know, you and Shawn Michaels is a match that people look at and say that was like, that was the epitome of wrestling. That's the sort of match you want to have. I assume that you talk about all that stuff. We're going to get into it, and, and, and you know, I did a and a last night uh, on Facebook, and, and uh, quickly, all my socials are at Real Jeff Jarrett. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I've got a website that just launched, uh, you know, coinciding with the, the launch of the podcast, and that's realjeffjarrett.com. Uh, but last night, people were asking about the different matches and what was one of my favorite, and it's hard over 35 years to name one, but Shawn Michaels ranks up there at the top. Razor Ramon, also known as Scott Hall, is up there. Also, Kurt Angle, uh, man, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe. There's, a, it's really Jeff Hardy. It's really hard to name one. And you know that era of, of WCW when I wrestled anybody from Ric Flair to Bill Goldberg, uh, Kevin Nash, you, you name it. There was just a, a run of Diamond Dallas Page. So it's really hard to name one. I have lots of favorites. I'll say that. So the new podcast, it's available. It's the first episode out this week. And if I'm being honest, and you talked about the fact that there are a lot of wrestling podcasts that are out there. What is going to be different about My World with Jeff Jarrett for wrestling fans? I mean, you're going to have the wrestling fans that listen to every podcast out there. What's going to make yours different? You know, Conrad is the one who, my co-host, who has been, over the last four years, really persistent. And one thing is, my perspective on the on the industry, uh, you know, yes, I was a wrestling fan, and yes, obviously the the, the in ring performance component. But I, I'm a third generation promoter, so looking at it through the eyes of promoter, and and not just the, the, our industry. You know, I, I've had it's no secret the ups and downs of my career. I'm hoping that somebody listens to it. Look, I'm a positive guy by nature. Uh, I get up, and uh, at times I've accused myself of being delusionally optimistic. But, but you know, at the end of the day, and especially in the world we live in in 2021 and things so divisive 
and I'm not just saying the social media component. I'm just saying in life, uh, it, it's been a really, really tough year. But, you know, on so many people for so many different reasons, I don't have to tell you that. I've got friends in Michigan. You guys have had a really tough go. But at the end of the day, we're all alive. We all get to get up, put our feet on the floor, and we get to control our own destiny. Whether we want to point fingers or not, I really think it's up to each individual. The one thing we can control, and that's our thoughts. And we can control our words, and we certainly can control our actions. And at the end of the day, that's really all we can control. We can control this pandemic. We can't control politics. We can't control. I mean, it's just that simple. What we can control is ourselves. And if we lock that in, and I'm going to share that kind of stuff on the podcast, that going through life, you know, you have to have the mindset, I'm going to take, uh, turn these lemons into lemonade. If you don't, all you're going to do is sit in self-pity and really make yourself miserable and everybody else around you. So during my life experiences, I, without question, have lived through some dark times, come out the other side of it, and, 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 and I hope to share some positivity with some folks as well, as well as tell us some great wrestling stories. The first episode of the My World with Jeff Jarrett podcast, it is available now on Cumulus Media Podcast Network. You can find it wherever you find your podcasts. Jeff, I appreciate you taking some time to talk about the podcast, talk about your career a little bit. And I know for a very long time you've always said, Ain't I great? And I, I will admit that, you know, in talking to you, you are great. I appreciate you taking the time and, and figuring <laughs> out with all the technical issues we had early on, figuring this out and getting this done. I appreciate it. Oh, man. Anytime. I appreciate having me on. I'd love to come back in the future. And, uh, hey, man, hope everybody has a great day. It is springtime in the United States. So, uh, you know what? Live life on life's terms and uh, live it one day at a time, my friend.